Okay, welcome here, you guys. Um, I'm gonna get my slideshow started. Whoop, is this the wrong one? It is, that's not good. We want this one. Oh, you are not showing me what I want to show. So hold on while we experience these fun little technical difficulties. When I hit this screen, I would like that one to show up, please. Okay, perfect. An honest hope, still hoping to get all those technology skills mastered, but a year in and we still don't, but that's okay. Happy Easter, everyone. It's Resurrection Sunday. What a good time. Uh, before we get started, I would like to acknowledge that we live on Seamath territory, which is part of the unceded land of the Stolo peoples. Um, if you don't know what unceded land you live on, because we all do, uh, check out www.native-land.ca and you can learn all about that on their website. In Zoom world, Stephen and I are on the chat today. So if at any point you want to add some words of encouragement or like, oh, yes, I agree. Amen. Feel free to do that in there. Uh, again, have your camera on. We love to see your faces or off. We also love to respect your boundaries and your privacy. So whatever you feel comfortable with, please do. As I mentioned, use the chat to talk to each other. Stephen and I will be interacting with that. And we will have Q&R at the end, like always. So after all that Lenting and not doing communion, we will be doing communion this Sunday. Um, so gather your elements, we'll take communion together at the end of the morning after we've retold the story. So you can be mentally prepared for that. And community moment and prayer. Uh, continue to pray for Esther and her family as they are finding a new normal um, while still honoring Paul and his life too. Also prayer for Greta, who is a community member recently had back surgery. I just found out from Sarah that she has been improving, um, can wiggle, I think it was fingers and toes. Um, still, back surgery is a pretty serious deal, so recovery is going to be a pretty serious deal. So continue to pray for her. And let us know how we can pray for you in the chat or reach out to any one of us. We would love to hear how you're doing and how we can come alongside you. Another way for us to come alongside you, I guess, is connection. So we are on Instagram, Facebook, and if you aren't a part of the private Facebook group, I think you, you can request or you need to be friends with one of us. We're super friendly. We'd love to be friends with you. Send us a request and we will let you in. Um, and if you're not a part of the regular email list, feel free to send an email to office at thebridgeonline.ca if you want to be a regular part of the email group. Thank you for contributing to our Easter gifts. It was another way of connecting with some of our people where maybe Zoom isn't the easiest or most fun uh, experience. So uh, they have all really appreciated it. And thank you also for putting in that time and effort uh, for the Easter gifts. That was awesome, guys. Yep. 
And there is an online service. Check your emails. It's a one-year check-in. I did it. It didn't take, I want to say, more than three minutes. But that's me. Maybe I'm a fast survey taker. Maybe it'll be five minutes for you. All that to say, it's a pretty short survey. If you have a chance, uh, fill that out. We'd love to hear about how we are doing and connecting with you guys. Again, we are so grateful for your generosity, ongoing generosity. Um, so if you still want to be donating, tithing, whatever that looks like for you, uh, the bridgeonline.ca slash donate, or if you prefer, you can contact Sylvia at the office at bridgeonline.ca, the bridge online, sorry, my bad. Oh, and we've got the comic of the day. So we've got the back pew, Jeff Larson, and we see the empty tomb, the stone has been rolled away, and there's a sign that says for sale, caption below, for sale, single owner tomb, only used three days and still has that new tomb smell, reason for sale, resident was resurrected. Tee hee, that's a good one. All right, and I'm going to hand it now to Sarah before we get things started. Good morning and happy Easter. Um, one of the first Christian communities that gets to celebrate Easter is the Solomon Islands in Papua New Guinea. And there is a prayer from a religious order on the Solomon Islands, which goes like this, which I wanted to start today with because it was just cool. It says, look, the hills and the valleys shine with promises. And every burning morning is a prophecy of Christ. He is coming to raise, forgive, and to heal. Open wide your lives and forever love, not fear those you meet. Amen. Let's hand it over to Tyson. He is going to read a psalm for us this morning for our worship. Yes, that is me. Um, this is Psalm uh, 118 verses 1 to 4 and Psalm 118, 14, 25. Thank God because he is good, because his love never quits. Tell the world, Israel, his love never quits. And you, clan of Aaron, tell the world, his love never quits. And you who fear God, join in, his love never quits. Push to the wall, I called to God. From the wide open spaces, he answered. God's now at my side, and I'm not afraid. Who would dare lay a hand on me? God's my strong champion. I flick off my enemies like flies. Far better to take refuge in God than trust in people. Far better to take refuge in God than trust in celebrities. Hemmed in by barbarians, in God's name, I rubbed their faces in the dirt. Hemmed in and out. Hemmed in with no way out. In God's name, I rubbed their faces in the dirt. Like swarming bees, like wild prairie fire, they hemmed me in. In God's name, I rubbed their faces in the dirt. I was right on the cliff edge, ready to fall, when God grabbed me and held me. God's my strength, he's also my song, and now he's my salvation. Hear the shouts, hear the triumph songs in the camp of the saved. The hand of God has turned the tide. The hand of God is raised in victory. The hand of God has turned the tide. I didn't die, I lived. And now I'm telling the world what God did. God tested me, he pushed me hard, but he didn't hand me over to death. Swing wide the city gates, the righteous gates. I'll walk right through 
and thank God this temple gate belongs to God so the victors can enter in praise. Thank you for responding to me. You've truly become my salvation. The stone masons discarded as flawed is now the capstone. This is God's work. We rub our eyes. We can hardly believe it. This is the very day God acted. Let's celebrate and be festive. Salvation now, God, salvation now. Oh yes, God, a free and full life. Okay, I think I'm next. Uh, I'm here to read uh, the text for Eden's sermon this morning, text from the lectionary. So I'm reading from Matthew 20, verses 1 to 16, and uh, using the message version. This is a story about workers. God's kingdom is like an estate manager who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. They agreed on a wage of a dollar a day and went to work. Later, about nine o'clock, the manager saw some other men hanging around the town square unemployed. He told them to go work in his vineyard and he would pay them a fair wage. They went. He did the same thing at noon and again at three o'clock. And at five o'clock, he went back and found still others standing around. He said, why are you standing around all day doing nothing? They said, because no one hired us. He told them to go work in his vineyard. When the day was over, the owner of the vineyard instructed his foreman, call the workers in and pay them their wages. Start with the last hired and go in with the first, go on to the first. Those hired at five o'clock came up and were each given a dollar. When those who were hired first saw that, they assumed they would get far more, but they got the same each one of them one dollar. Taking the dollar, they groused angrily to the manager. These last workers put in only one easy hour and, and you just made them equal to us who slaved all day under the scorching sun. He replied to the one speaking for the rest. Friend, I haven't been unfair. We agreed on the wage of a dollar, didn't we? So take it and go. I decided to give to the one who came last the same as you. Can't I do what I want with my own money? Are you getting all stingy just because I'm generous? Here it is again, the great reversal. Many of the first ending up last and the last first. God, I pray that you would bless Eden as she brings us a good word this Resurrection Sunday. Thank you for this community. Thank you for our time together, though apart. And we just pray for your grace over today's message and all the events that might happen in it. In your name, amen. Good morning. If there's any day that we are meant to rejoice and celebrate in, it's today. So I hope of some rejoicing plans. I'm gonna preach uh, this morning and I'm gonna preach a sermon that I didn't write. So that's my confession. In fact, um, this sermon was written over 1600 years ago and has stood the test of time. 
The writer of this sermon was John Chrysostom, who went by the nickname Goldenmouth uh, because of his way with words and his skills as an orator. Because the closest I can come to that, to that nickname is Smartmouth, I am only hoping that this morning I will be able to portray his message well enough that you will hear the gospel clearly. Um, as, a, as a lover of words and writing, I really appreciate the thought and the intention that John put into his Easter message and really all of his messages. Within the Orthodox Church, most will give this message verbatim every year at their Easter service. Many Orthodox followers will even um, know and have memorized this sermon by heart and they will say it along with their priest. So this message is a beautiful presentation of the gospel and is good news for everyone. I have read and reread this sermon for several weeks now. It has not diminished the beauty or the significance of its message. And if anything, it is rooted deeply inside of me. I especially appreciate how John weaves scripture in through his sermon. And that is why I had Karina read the passage from Matthew 20 about the workers in the vineyard. You might want to consider right now, which of those workers you might be. Do you feel like one who started early or are you a midday arrival? Are you one who joined in the heat of the afternoon or only just before the close of day? Consider who you might be in the parable and then insert yourself when we get there in the sermon. This translation of John's sermon has most of the old English and the antiquated terms updated, but there's one that is just too glorious to change. So I will just tell you what it means now so that you can translate it in when, you get, when we get there. The term is fair sumptuously. And what it means is this, fair refers to things that are meant to be eaten. And you'll see that the term, that term on you know, a menu at a restaurant. And sumptuous refers to extravagance and magnificence. So the permission given in using this terminology is to partake of this extravagant feast with abandon. No one will be left hungry, so get in there and have your fill. There is one more reason why I've chosen to share this sermon this morning. The Christian faith and the church, the bride of Christ, has come under some serious scrutiny in this last while. We often refer to deconstruction and have taken note of how many have left to the faith. 
many are disillusioned and have lost hope and with some good thought. But in this sermon, on this day, we have hope. We have a solid foundation and we have an ancient tradition that shows us that all is not lost. In this message, we are brought back to the beautiful gospel, the hope of Christ within us and the power of his sacrifice on our behalf. We are reminded that Christ came for all, that the table is laden with sumptuous fare and no one will go hungry. So I'll begin. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. If there are devout and God-loving people here, let them enjoy this beautiful, radiant festival. If there are prudent servants, enter joyously into the Lord's joy. Whoever may be spent from fasting, enjoy now your reward. Whoever has toiled from the first hour, receive today your just settlement. If any came after the third hour, celebrate gratefully. If any of you arrived after the sixth, have no misgivings. You have lost nothing. If some have been as late as the ninth, come forward, do not be at a loss. If any of you have arrived only at the 11th hour, do not be dismayed for being late. For the master is gracious. He accepts the last even as the first. He gives rest to those of the 11th as well as those who have labored from the first. He is lenient with the last while looking after the first. To the one he gives, to the other he gives freely. He accepts the labors and welcomes the effort, honors the deed, but commends the intent. So all of you enter into the joy of our Lord. First and second, share the bounty. Rich and poor alike, celebrate together. Sober or heedless, honor the day. Those who fasted and those who did not, rejoice today. The table is full, everyone fare sumptuously. The calf is fatted, no one go away hungry. Everyone savor the banquet of faith, relish the riches of God's goodness. No one need lament poverty. For the kingdom is seen as universal. No one need grieve over sins. Forgiveness has dawned from the tomb. 
No one need fear death. The Savior's death has freed us from it. While it's captive, he stifled it. He despoiled hell as he descended into it. It was angered when it tasted his flesh. Foreseeing this, Isaiah proclaimed, hell was angered when it met you face to face below. It was angered because it was abolished. It was angered because it was mocked. It was angered because it was slain. It was angered because it was shackled. It received a body and encountered God. It received earth and came face to face with heaven. It received what it saw and fell by what it could not see. Death, where is your sting? Hell, where is your victory? Christ is risen and you are overthrown. Christ is risen and demons have fallen. Christ is risen and demons have fallen. Christ is risen and angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life rules. Christ is risen and not one dead remains in the tomb, not even one. For Christ, having risen from the dead, has become the first fruits of those that slept. To God be the glory and the dominion forever. Amen. We're going to move to communion from this place. Please join us. Wow. <laughs> it was cool. That was um, hard to follow. I was uh, thinking about the road to Emmaus and the disciples who had had Jesus walk with them all that way on that first Easter Sunday uh, evening. And they only recognized him in the breaking of the bread. Like they had, they had his explanations, they had everything else, but it was at this point that they recognized who he was. Because we find Jesus in the act of communion together. We meet him there and he meets with us. So if we were in the same location, we would share one loaf. I mean, maybe one, maybe two loaves, maybe a gluten-free and a gluten bowl. <laughs> but we'd have one loaf that we would share together in our separate spaces. We still share the same loaf because we're still meeting with Jesus. It's still Jesus that we're gathering around. So I pray that today you would meet him in the sharing of the bread and that you would recognize him with you today, wherever it is that you are, be that Wales or Alberta or California or anywhere in between. And the connecting point between us is Jesus. So just like the disciples um, in Emmaus remembered while they were eating, um, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. 
He handed it to his disciples and he said, take it, this is my body. So take the bread or whatever it is that you have and remember Jesus' body that was broken for us. Take it and eat it. Then he took a cup and he gave thanks for it and he handed it to them and all of them drank from it. This is the blood of the covenant, he said to them. It is poured out for many. And what I'm about to tell you is true. I won't drink it with you again until the day I drink it in the kingdom, in God's kingdom. Today, in God's kingdom, we drink together. So take the cup and drink. And this table is the table of Jesus, and it's the table that he invites us to. We're invited there because we love him. It's the table of sharing with the poor of the world. It's the table that Jesus identified with. It's the table of communion with the earth. So come, meet him. So loving God, thank you. Thank you for the bread and the juice that we offer to each other, which has come forth from the earth and human hands has made. May we know your presence in the sharing of it so that we might know your touch and presence in all things. We celebrate the life that Jesus has shared among his community, among this community, and among every community that has gone before through all the centuries and shared with us today. We are made one in Christ. We are one with each other. And these are the gifts that we offer to each other. Remembering the sacrifice of Jesus, I offer myself as a sacrifice. I've got a benediction I'd like to share with you all uh, to send you out today. All praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the source of every mercy, the God of all consolation. Do not rely on yourselves alone, but put your trust in him. For the God who can raise the dead to life again will also deliver you. Amen. Blessings on your week. Go in peace.